Welcome to the Trinity Western University Chapel podcast. It is our prayer that these chapel talks would bless your heart and they would draw you closer to our Lord. We offer them to the glory of God and for the good of the world. Good morning, everybody. Permit me to express my gratitude once again to the chaplain for his warm and effusive welcome to somebody such as myself, and to thank you all for coming to the presence of the Lord this morning. It is my prayer that your coming here will not be in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I want to yield myself to your use right now. Not just, O Lord, for the vanity of my voice, but because you have a message for your people this morning, a message so poignant a message so real, and a message that is so often forgotten. We prayed, O Lord, that you will give us the presence of mind and the receptive spirit to be like the fertile ground upon which your word would grow, and from this day onwards to live according to your ways and to act justly as you have called us to do. We ask this through the name of your Son, and our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? Amen. Good morning, everybody, once again. I will be taking the theme that has been already laid throughout the month, Act Justly, from the book of Micah, chapter 6, verse 8. And I shall use it as an illustrative text from which I will then begin to draw inspiration to be able to give you the word for the day. I hope some of you or most of you or all of you were here last week when the president also read out from that theme. If you weren't here, I would advise you to please listen to his message, but he was very instructive indeed. Justice to the poor and oppressed. Micah 6, 8 says, He hath shown thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly before thy God? Now in this theme of acting justly, we're only taking one part of the three requests in that particular passage. But more importantly, we're looking at to whom we are to do justice. When I look at all of you, I see future leaders. I see not just future leaders, but even present leaders. I see people whom the Lord has counted so privileged that you are doing what majority of the population cannot do. I see your minds as minds that have been so blessed by God that there is nothing that you cannot achieve. You are a living embodiment that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And the fact that you're at this university means that you get the best of both worlds, of a good education and also good spiritual formation. But you know what is most important of all is, as you leave here as leaders for those who will be graduating or even for those who will be moving into a new year, I want you to have at the back of your mind that there are people within you 
within five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes away from you who may not have this privilege. There are people whom you may read about or watch on television who are in a totally different world entirely from you. When I was in Nigeria, I used to live in a very nice neighborhood by all standards. But just five minutes down the road, you would find the most destitute, poorest, I would say the most unfortunate bunch of people living chick by jowl to one another, probably 25 persons to every square meter or thereabouts, something very, very horrible as those. And I remember then we used to think, why wouldn't the government do something for these people? Why wouldn't anybody, somebody else do something for these people? Until the day I walked into that village and I saw a church right in the middle of that village and all they were doing in the church was calling people over and just handing them packs of sustenance, food, whatever it was that the church could afford. And I remember thinking to myself, how could a church so small be doing so much for these people? And so when I think back at justice for the poor, I even look beyond what that church did. I look at an, a holistic idea of what justice is for the poor. Because so often the poor, the oppressed, those without a voice, are the most forgotten members of society. I bet you when you woke up this morning, you didn't think about those in East Vancouver. Niji, did you consider those who are probably on the First Nation reservation somewhere who do not have the same privilege as you? I'm not judging you for that. We have plenty of fish to fry on our own. But at times, it bears reminding ourselves that this demographic is in fact very important to God. And if you look at the book of Exodus chapter 22, verse 22, the Lord said, Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. In Exodus 23, verse 6, it says, Thou shalt not rest the judgment of thy poor in his cause. As he was forming a nation, a special nation, he was also instilling without, into them that idea that no one should be left behind. As such, acting justly is an indicator of a godly and, dare I say, a civilized society, isn't it? But sadly, the history of, recent history of humanity is littered with injustice. It is littered with occasion of forgetfulness. It is littered by that cynical idea that if you give to them, they're only going to come back for more. So many times I have heard that refrain said to me that, oh, don't give to them. They'll only come back for more. But what is justice for those who you know are likely to come back for more? The justice is 
that we give to them that which will enable them not to come back for more. I think about slavery. We're in the Black History Month. And when I think about slavery, a lot of people's mindsets go to the American slavery. But then I think about the slavery of Europeans by Barbary pirates, by Ottomans. I think about slavery of people who are completely different from whom you would normally think about. I think about the justice and the fact that they also are oppressed or were oppressed. So many people living in countries who think they belong there but do not belong there. They came from somewhere else but do not know where they came from. And in contrast, I also think of the fact that so much good has been done by the same humanity, by us, my men such as William Wilberforce, who on his own with a few friends began a movement that brought about the end of the manifest injustice of slavery. I think about the fact that when we say we can do all things through Christ, it means that you as one person can begin to make a change. You can be the drop that starts the ripple in the water. I think about the fact that we do justice when we consider and advocate for those who cannot advocate for themselves. I recall to mind a hero of mine, a lawyer in Nigeria. I won't name his name because a lot of people probably would look and think whatever. whatever. But this was a man who had a chance to be a senior advocate, the equivalent of what you'd call a king's counsel, who had a chance to make a lot of money, who had a chance to enrich himself by representing the rich. But instead, he opened up his offices to those who were extremely poor and earned himself the ire of those who were higher up. Those who looked at him and thought, I remember in his life story, at one point somebody said, you'll never become a king's counsel or senior advocate. You'll never make it. Why? Because you go for the oppressed. So what is it to act justly? When our Lord was on earth, he didn't sit with the kings, he sat with the poorest. He dined in the homes of lepers, Simon the leper being a notable example. The song says the kingdom of God is for the weak and the poor. And our Lord says, scarcely would a rich man make it to heaven. So as Christians and as future leaders, I want us to have at the back of our minds, what is the purpose of my privilege? What is the purpose of that which I call the privilege that I have? I want you to remember that Christ's story of the poor widow in Luke chapter 18 verse 7 means that the poor are so important to God that he will do justice for them. I want us to have at the back of our minds that justice for the poor and the oppressed means having mercy, showing mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. How many of us would go to the extremes that this man went to, that even in representing the poor, he ended up in prison so many times, 
that he contracted cancer of the lungs from exposure to the asbestos in prison and later on would die from that disease. How far are you willing to go to get justice for the poor? Justice for the poor requires that you walk humbly, remembering that the privilege you have is God's instrument for reaching out to those who do not have the same privilege as you. As such, you must never be indifferent, which was a mistake of the rich man in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. He didn't go to hell because he was rich. He went to hell because he was indifferent to the plight of the poor man who sat at his gate, whose sores were licked by dogs, when he had every opportunity to reach out to that person. We must be conscious that walking humbly and having mercy are two correlations that allow us to act justly. If you have one and you do not have the other two, it's very difficult. But if you have the two, then it's easy for you to act justly. We must be conscious of Deuteronomy 27 verse 19 and the curse on those who pervert the judgment of the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. We must be the salt of the earth. We must be, as the Christians that we are, the example of what the light is. I close by reading the book of Jeremiah, chapter 22, verse 3, which you have heard here before. I remember it was cited on the very first Friday of this month. Thus says the Lord, execute you judgment and righteousness and deliver the spoiled out of the hands of the oppressor. And do no wrong, do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless nor the widow, neither shed innocent blood in this place. It calls on us to do justice to those who cannot get justice for themselves. It calls upon us to be the light that the Lord wants us to be. And it calls upon us, through the grace of God, to live by the purpose our Savior lived for. And so I pray for all of us today that the Lord will empower us to act justly, walk humbly, and to have mercy upon those to whom even mercy is not due. I pray that he will empower us to walk in the way of his son and to give justice to the poor who have no justice. I pray that he will use us as instruments of his true light to preface a kingdom where everybody, regardless of status, are just as important as one another. I pray this through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Thank you all very much.